Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today I'm joined by Jimena Cardenas, founder of Glowlistica. How's it going today, Jimena? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am awesome, and thank you for uh, joining us. I guess let's just uh, fire things off. Glowlistica, tell us like kind of your elevator pitch. What's it all about? Sounds good. Uh, well, I am Jimena. I am a master mindset manifestation coach and numerologist and my business focuses on helping women, mostly entrepreneurs, get out of their own way, break free from limiting beliefs, the scarcity mindset, imposter syndrome, so they can launch their businesses or manifest their biggest desires confidently. I love it. Well, I, I want all of this. I, I am not a woman. Uh, hopefully, maybe I can get like an exclusive, um, like, I don't know, like session here during the podcast. You can, you can. I'll, I'll try to do that. Well, the reason why I say women is because not only because they're all my customers, but because we're emotional beings, right? Way more than men and not to like separate everybody, anybody. And I'm definitely all about inclusion and diversity. But from my experience, what I've noticed is that as women, we go through things that other people might not go through. So it's sure. just on an emotional level, we connect at a deeper level in a way. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, um, I'll look forward to getting any little thing I can out of this today day as we chat together. But um, of course, this is all about your story and you. So maybe you could kind of just give us uh, kind of the rundown on how you kind of got started in this business. Yes, absolutely. So it's um, I'm a coach. So most coaches is about uh, your own journey and, and experience. So I actually started my business as a nutrition coach three years ago. But through my own journey and through working with clients, I realized that what we're being fed on our plates is way more than just food. Uh, it's really about our thoughts and our emotions and how we in our relationship with food. So I personally had a very dysfunctional relationship with food. I was like very obsessed with weight loss and diets and I was constantly dieting my whole life. It wasn't until I actually set a goal for myself that I said, okay, I am going to compete in a bodybuilding competition. And once I lose the weight, then I'm going to be happy. I feel like these are the stories that we tell ourselves. Or so once I make the money, I'll be happy. Once I reach certain milestone, then I'll feel good. And I reached that milestone and I was there and I realized that I actually felt very empty and that I had just been going through life, you know, checking boxes. I had finished nutrition school at that point. I had finished the bodybuilding competition. I had lost the weight and I still felt that something was missing. So that was the point when I realized that there had to be something deeper because I didn't feel fulfilled. And I started to learn more about mindset, manifestation, the power of our thoughts, how we create our own, our own reality, mindfulness. And I became certified as a neurolinguistic programming coach and just fell in love with the process and with mindset. So I started to pivot my business. I wasn't as passionate about nutrition anymore. I started to focus more on mindset training, started to attract a lot of women, a lot of entrepreneurs who were getting caught up in their own heads in a different way. Most of them were struggling with imposter syndrome, self-doubt, uh, lacked confidence to start their own business. And that inner voice inside our heads that tells us, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. Nobody's going to listen to you. Who is going to buy from you? And from there, I also started to uncover a lot of limiting beliefs around uh, money. So a lot of entrepreneurs felt very guilty asking people for money, charging for their services. They were giving lots of discounts, things for free. Again, these were things that 
that were also happening to me. So after I worked through my own blogs, made it to the other side, then I started to help them with their own money blogs as well. So that's a little bit about the business, how it started. It has definitely taken its turns and I I would have never guessed that I was going to be here right now, even like talking about money blogs three years ago. Yeah. And I'd love to even just like maybe drill into any, any stories you have on anything specific that maybe that you had to overcome. I know you kind of generally talked about like the transition from health to, you know, removing the limiting beliefs, but anything that really just stands out to you on that journey that helped you kind of move from the area that you were comfortable into an entirely new, not a new field, but like, I don't know how you describe it, but a new focus. Yes, it was. It was definitely a new focus. And to be honest, I just didn't feel aligned with what I was doing anymore. There was no passion. And sure, I had clients. I was working at a clinic as a nutritionist, but I wasn't in it. Like my heart wasn't in it. And at some point, and it's funny because especially as, as business owners, we attach our identity to this thing, right? So I am the nutritionist and I was building a name for myself as a nutritionist. And to all of a sudden, like you said, go to another focus and it's not a hundred percent different, but it's still a different business was, was very challenging. It was definitely one of the biggest things I had to break through and let go of. It was my identity as a nutritionist, because no matter what I, I am Jimena, I am a soul. Like we are so much more than our title in our businesses and learning to detach myself from that title in that business and to actually focus on what lights me up and what makes me feel empowered was very challenging. But that taught me also a powerful lesson that when your heart is in, is in the business, when you feel passionate and you share from a place of love and from your soul, people will be attracted. And that's how sales happen as well. Like that's how money flows is because you're in alignment, things are flowing and you're not forcing it or pushing it in a way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder like any uh, techniques and I'm just getting like really tactical in the moment. Like what are some of the things that you use that maybe if you just want to give us a little glimpse of kind of the types of, of tools and techniques that you're teaching your, your students? Yes, absolutely. I use a lot of NLP, so neurolinguistic programming tools, things like hypnosis, tapping, meditation, and a lot of reframing, like being able to train your mindset. And this is work that we have to do every day. Number one, reprogram our limiting beliefs. Our beliefs are stored in our subconscious mind and they are there because these are things that we repeat over time, over and over and over again. So in order to undo a belief, we have to repeat it, repeat it on a regular basis. So for me, it was to unlearn the fact that I was not good enough to be a mindset coach, that I was not good enough to start a business, to change the focus in my business, because obviously there was a lot of fear. So for me to work through that fear and the idea of like, is anybody going to even sign up for my membership, which is, which was the first thing that I launched here in Kajabi. Was anybody even going to sign up for my membership? Who is going to pay for this? And all these blogs, I feel like we all have the power to break them one at a time. And it's all about your own mindset, your ability to see uh, certain situations, your ability to 
detach from the situation and see it from the CEO that you are versus taking it from more of like a personal, I guess, uh, point of view. So a lot of the times when we're being rejected, when we hear no, we take it very personal, right? There's a, there's a fear in there, fear of, well, I don't want to fail. I don't want to be rejected. So all these things are very emotional if we look at them. So by studying emotional intelligence and actually working on yourself to build a stronger mindset, you're also able to show up as a better business owner because your business at the end of the day is a reflection of you. So if you feel good from the inside out, that's going to show in your business as well. Yes. You know, it's funny because a lot of times we talk about like the tech hurdles and stuff as we get going, but like all of these these challenges that you're, you're talking about, I think are very relevant to any entrepreneur, any prospective entrepreneur. Yeah. I did, obviously, we're going to get to the, not the end, but we're going to get to current uh, state of your story. But like, I guess kind of moving through, can you tell us a little bit about like once you overcame the beliefs that prevented you from doing this, I imagine like the belief is probably the first step now. There's some type of action that follows for you to actually build this stuff out to kind of create your course, to create your create your coaching program. Can you tell us like a little bit about that journey, maybe how you found your audience um, and how you kind of got that started? Yes, absolutely. I feel like it's a never ending, beautiful process. It is a journey and I have learned to understand that the magic happens in the journey. It's not about the destination. It's really about this moment. My audience, it has changed and maybe it will change. Like right now, most of my clients are entrepreneurs, but at the moment I'm also expanding into other people because again, I don't want to just close myself off or be so specific can niche down. I know that in business, a lot of people recommend that you're supposed to niche down and you are supposed to do this and supposed to do that. But I am a big believer that again, my heart has to be in it. And when I am super niche down, I feel like suffocated and like I'm in a box. So I want to get to the point where um, I'm not just helping women or helping entrepreneurs, but people, souls, because we all struggle with these things. We all go through these problems. So to answer your question is a never ending process. I, again, I guess like a new level, new devil, like the higher you want to go, the more challenges are going to show up. So the same challenges that were showing up three years ago are also showing up today, just on a different scale. So I started with basically no audience. Sure. I had an Instagram community, but the main thing that really, really helped me was to start. Even when I didn't know who my audience was, I didn't have all the answers. I didn't have the content for my membership when I started it. Getting started is the biggest thing because it's going to give you the answers that you need through that process. And by me sharing again from a place of passion and love and excitement, I started to attract women who were like me, who had gone through the same things that I did, because most likely you're going to attract people who are like you. So I started to attract a lot of people who were like me, women who were like me on the same journey. And they became my, my audience, my community, my everything. They became my clients. And now I'm at the point where I'm able to not only serve that audience, but start to think about who else can I serve at a larger scale. And when you want to obviously scale, those feelings are also going to show up. The imposter syndrome, the fear, the self-doubt. Should I just like stay with what I have, what's comfortable, what I know at this point? But I'm constantly reminding myself that there's no growth if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. So again, I'm (laughs) jumping onto that 
that place where it's definitely not my comfort zone, but I know it's the only way and by testing it out, it's the only way that you're actually going to find out if it's going to work out or not. Like failure is the most data rich system that we have. There's so much power in getting it wrong. It gives you so much information, not just about yourself, but about your audience, like you said, in your business and just understanding things that you wouldn't have otherwise known if everything was great and if everyone was always happy. So I guess getting comfortable with the rejection, with failure, with not knowing what you're doing is very powerful as an entrepreneur because it really gets you out of your comfort zone and helps you grow at a bigger scale. Yeah, I think for for so many people, um, you know, on this journey, especially in the early stages, considering this journey, uh, like imposter syndrome has to be something that pops up a lot, possibly because of the space, because you have a lot of people out there who are kind of, you know, the gurus or the the get rich quick, uh, you know, style people. And so what, what are some of the techniques that you use to overcome like the imposter syndrome aspects of starting this? Oh, that's a good one. Um, some of the techniques, um, well, number one, become friends with your imposter syndrome, with that voice, give it a name. Uh, I call it impostora. I can make fun of it. I make reels with that voice because the reality is that, again, it happens to all of us. And I think normalizing that voice is something that really helped me. So giving it a name, normalizing it and talking back at it, like questioning that voice, like separating yourself from that voice. Yes, we have thousands of thoughts per day, but we're not our thoughts. We're the thinker of our thoughts. So when we hear that voice, having the awareness is the first step, like having the awareness to to say, okay, hold on a second. Let me stop this. What's going on? Why do I feel this way? When did I decide that? Because everything that we that we believe is a decision that we make. If I want to believe that no one is going to sign up for my program because that voice is telling me, then that's a, a decision that I consciously made. So when you're conscious about this voice talking and you start asking questions, then you can change the story. Because the reality is that we get stuck because of a story that we're telling ourselves. So we're telling and repeating that story and we let that story be our truth and then we get stuck. So if you want to change your outcome, you have to change the story that you're telling yourself. And it starts with creating that awareness, give that voice a name, like realize that that voice is never going to go away. Because again, a new level, new devil, like the higher you want to go, the more imposter syndrome is going to show up. Because imposter syndrome happens when we're doing something that is out of our comfort zone, something that we're not comfortable with. And it's that ego or fear that's almost trying to pull us back into what we know. Then the unknown is almost like the enemy. But again, as entrepreneurs, we always have to be stepping out of the comfort zone and going into the unknown. So that voice is going to show up always. Like, I don't think it will ever go away because that's just how we are. Uh, So I guess really learning to work with that voice is something that uh, as an entrepreneur is very, very needed and it will save you a lot of headaches and procrastination and all the things because it will get in the way that voice if you don't know how to handle it. Oh, for sure. And uh, I wonder, like when you're first getting started out on whatever journey that it is that you're on, like there's a lot of excitement at first. Like when the idea comes, when you're first thinking, I'm no longer nutrition coach, I am mindset coach. I want to kind of just drill into a particular area that I know that has stunted me on a number of occasions to where when you're you're past the idea phase and you've started to build, that, that seems to be like a common dropping point. We, we get all of the foundations 
in place. Is there anything like uh, either from your experience or in your training and how you're working with entrepreneurs who have the ideas, they they get started and then for some reason there's just that cold stop? Yes. Uh, and it, again, it's it usually happens because you got caught up in your own head. <laughs> so yeah. you had the idea, you were all motivated and then procrastination got in the way. And then you start self-sabotaging and questioning your idea. You start to talk yourself out of the idea. So all these things happen because maybe you start to take action and then no one really listens to you. Uh, You're not getting any story views on Instagram or whatever you are marketing your business. And you feel like you're talking and taking action and no one is responding. So that's very common. So you don't see results and you end up getting in your own way. Well, there's no point of doing this and we give up. So I always like to say that our brain is like, um, it's like a dog. It, it needs simplicity, like simple tasks, and it wants treats. So if we're constantly just working, 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 and we're trying to find rewards from other people, or, you know, just that, oh, you're doing a great job from others, then we are going to obviously get in our own way. So when you're an entrepreneur, I feel like consistency is obviously key, like for anything, not just entrepreneurship, like you don't go to the gym once and then expect to see results, right? Right. It's, it's, it's for life. It's a lifestyle. So it's the same thing with, with a business. It does take time. Uh, I like to see it as a growing a tree. So you plant the seed, you're all excited. You go and plant the seed. Maybe you water it once and then you forget about it. Obviously the tree is never going to grow. If you want this thing to really grow, you have to water that seed daily. So, and find ways to reward yourself that have nothing to do with your result or the people that, you know, join your programs or whatever it is or whatever it is, but really celebrate those wins, no matter how small they are, because that's what's going to fuel you and keep you motivated to continue to go forward. Because for a while, I never, I never really heard from anyone. Even sometimes I'm like, why is my Instagram community so quiet, right? It's a lonely space. And I don't think a lot of people talk about this when it comes to entrepreneurship It's very lonely. And it's just you and your computer and your phone, especially when you're starting out, when you don't have a team, you're the one doing everything. So it's going to take, again, a lot of mental strength and power to keep pushing forward. And I believe I'm a big believer in community surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are on the same journey as you, who are going through the same struggles will make a huge impact because you're going to have to show up for a while, even when you're not motivated, even when you don't feel like showing up for your business. Those are the days that are going to be crucial to actually show up because they will determine your long-term success. We're so used to instant gratification and we want everything now that we forget that it does take time and it's normal that at the beginning nobody you know shows up and that you don't hear back from from people but it's a constant thing that we just cannot forget about yeah i think this is probably one of the best conversations we've had on the show about like the challenges that you face um it's been really cool to kind of hear your perspective on these like some great analogies like you know the i love the tree planting nobody you don't plant a seed and then you have a an apple tree the next day the reality is is that time really comes into play i want to kind of drill in a little bit more into like your business and your story i've i've been making you like kind of give us free coaching in a way for the last uh <laughs> so, yeah um so like, like let's talk about that journey for you in launching this new business gaining your audience like how did you kind of first launch this this new endeavor yes uh so i've always been again a big believer that you have to share from a place of love and passion otherwise it's not going to sell. Uh, sales is basically transmitting 
transmitting your positive energy onto others. Like we're selling every single day. Like if like I sell Kajabi because I'm a big believer of the platform. Like I, I have experienced it and I love it. So I feel like for anybody to start a business, obviously that passion has to be there. Like you have to believe, you have to drink your own Kool-Aid and believe in your services, your product, whatever you're offering. So for me, that's how it started. I was very passionate about nutrition. It was my own journey that I was sharing, my own weight loss journey. So that's how my business started. As I realized that I was so much more than what I ate and in calories and all these things, and I stopped really believing in diets, then my heart just wasn't in it. So that's the moment that I had to realize that I wasn't meant to be a nutritionist. And that was okay. Like it doesn't mean that you're that you're a failure or that your business failed. It just means that your heart isn't there. So at any point, you can always pivot, you can change. As long as you keep sharing from a place of love and passion, I feel like you are eventually going to attract the people who are meant to be your clients because not everyone obviously is, is going to be our client and we cannot help everyone. But the people who are meant to be with you, and I feel like, again, yes, the coaching space is very saturated, but we're all so unique and unique individuals with our own unique energy. So the more that we show up authentically on social media and market our business, and the more that we show that passion that we have for it, the easier it is for people to gravitate towards us and to and to start working with us. And that's how it started for me. It was just me sharing my passion for nutrition at the beginning. And then it was about mindset and goal setting and just sharing, sharing and showing up even when no one was listening or watching because of me. It's because I was showing up for myself, for my vision, because I believed that these had the power to help so many. And I believed that. And I kept showing up even when I didn't see results for a very long time. And even like recently, I had um, a speaking engagement and I asked them like, how did you find me? And the lady said, I've been watching you for three years since you started, but I was working at another company that didn't have the, the budget to hire you. And, and it also didn't align with the company's vision. Now that I moved to another company, now I can hire you and you can come and do a workshop for us. So that just like blew my mind because I had never spoken to this person. She was there watching. I felt like no one was watching, but people are watching even when you feel like no one is watching. And because I've never stopped and I have continued to share and share and share my, my knowledge, she thought of me and hired me three years later. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, let's, uh, I'd, I'd love to get a better understanding of kind of how this like came together on Kajabi, like and how, and how you're actually utilizing the platform as a, as a coach. Yes. So I was looking for different platforms uh, for a membership. Uh, that's how I started. And I just couldn't find a platform that met all the requirements, all the things that I was looking for. I tried a few, we won't say any names here, but I tried a few different platforms and it just wasn't what I wanted. And then I came across Kajabi. I believe I heard someone, I can't believe to be honest with you, I've been with Kajabi for a while now, but I, um, I came across Kajabi. I started the trial, absolutely fell in love with it. I started with my membership and with the basic plan. I started with my membership. I launched my membership and I grew that to over 50 members the, the first year. And then I kept growing it and growing it. And after my membership, I decided, okay, now I am more clear on who my audience is because again, I just started. And after a year, I'm, I had a clear vision. I was more clear about my business, what I was here to do, who I help, what problem do I solve, all those things. So I have all that clear 
clarity. So I moved on to a course, which is my money mindset course, based on also what I saw that my clients were struggling with. Like the common theme was always money blocks. So I've never really planned, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And next I'm going to do that. I just let my business tell me where do I need to go next based on, again, my own personal experiences, but also my clients. So that's how the money mindset course came to life last year. Uh, So I launched it twice last year. It has been a success. I also upgraded my Kajabi plan. Now I have the the affiliate program and um, I also launched a big freebie library with lots of resources. And my whole business is in Kajabi. My website is in Kajabi. Email, everything is in Kajabi. I absolutely love Kajabi. So that's how I started. It It was just with my membership. And then slowly I started to learn more about my business, but also learn the platform and it started to use utilize all the things that it has. Yeah, and I love how you how you developed that just by by listening to your customers. You created the forum for them to begin to connect and use that as the opportunity to actually create the product. I think a lot of, you know, especially people new to the space come into this thinking, "Oh, I've got to develop the course first. I have to have something really complex, fully built out, every, you know, every detail taken care of." But the reality was is for you that simply wasn't true. No. And I always tell everyone, do the opposite. (laughs) Like, Don't even create any content because I'm I'm a big energy person. Obviously, I'm into manifestation, numerology. So I believe that you have to also connect with the energy of the people who are there. So when when you have someone, even one person who registers for the course, that's going to get you excited. And you're also able to connect with that person. So the way that I created my Money Mindset program, again, no content. I just had a vision, an idea, and you obviously have to really believe in your yourself and your idea, because that's what you're going to sell more than the content is the transformation. That's what you're selling. So I had the idea, I had the transformation in my head, and then I started putting together the content once people enrolled. So that's how, and you know, I'm sure uh, a lot of people also recommend that, that you don't create the content until you have people register for it, because you don't know if, if the idea is going to sell, you don't know if there's a market for it. Like it's really entrepreneurship that I've realize is really just testing things out. That's all it is. You have to like throw a rock at it. And if it hits, then good. If it doesn't, okay, what do I need to learn from it? Which is called failure, but it's not really failure. It's you're constantly learning. Okay. This didn't go the way I wanted it. What do I need to learn from it? Let me change. Let me redo it again. That's all it is. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's so many, so, so many stories, but I, I mean, you can point at just about any entrepreneur and like, and probably I would guess, I don't, this is not statistically true, but like I would guess that probably 98% or more have a, a track record of failures, if you will, or learnings that led up to whatever that item is, that success that you know them for. Most likely there's a journey that happened before that they ever hit that moment of success. So um, I guess for you, talk a little bit about kind of like where where you're at today on that journey. I know that you you, you say big, you know, new problems. You have a you have a phrase for this that I'm I'm not new recalling. level, new devil. Yes, new level, new new devil. So yeah, where where are you at on this journey? Because it is just a journey um, in it terms is. of like kind of the process and the growth of your business. Yes. So I am getting certified as a numerologist. And in that, this is what's lighting me up at the moment. Again, my clients really resonate with it as well, but not just entrepreneurs. Like I'm starting to attract all different kinds of people who have the same beliefs. And what I've noticed 
notice is that I guess like the whole niching or niche idea is basically an identity. Like what do all these people have in common? And that becomes your audience, your niche. It doesn't have to be, okay, I'm only going to help the mom who is, you know, 30 years old. And the, you know, this is, we have this idea of our customer, but what I've come to realize is that you can also, you can approach it from so many points of view. And I've worked with many business coaches and obviously there were things that I had to learn, but what has helped me the most is to really tune into what lights me up, my intuition and to build my business from a place of alignment. Because when you're not aligned, when you're not feeling it, it's not going to, again, convert into sales. So for me right now, where I'm at is, I'm in that transition process. Uh, My membership is expanding, is evolving, is not just about, okay, we're going to work on limiting beliefs, but it's about let's step into alignment, understand your numerology, your life path, what your numbers mean, really use it as a tool to get to know yourself better so you can manifest whatever desires you have, That whether that's to start a business, get a new job, find your ideal partner, like whatever it is. Once we get out of our own way, reprogram our subconscious mind, get rid of those limiting beliefs and start to unapologetically go after what we want, that's when the magic happens. So for me, the common theme that my audience has is that they've been on this path. They've been questioning things. It's no longer, okay, just like the nine to five because it pays the bills and I'm comfortable. No, like everybody in my membership is questioning things. They've been going through their own healing journey. They don't want to do things because they should, but they really want to do things that lights them up. Uh, They've had a spiritual awakening. Maybe they're seeing a lot of number sequences and angel numbers and things like that. So they are also into energy and manifestation. So that's the common theme of my people. And it's evolving to be more than just entrepreneurs. Is it hard? Of course, because then I get in my own way. Am I being too general? Am I being too specific? Or, you know, am I actually going to attract other people by expanding and leaving that niche of entrepreneurs? And what I've come to realize is that that can also be a limiting belief that we learn in the coaching space that we can only be successful if we niche down. You can only be successful if you do business this way. But again, I I feel like it's kind of like a diet, right? Like you and I can eat the exact same thing and follow the exact same diet and we're going to have different results. So even if I do everything step by step, like everyone else is doing it and telling me it's not going to work for me. That formula is not going to work for me because I'm my own individual with my own set of beliefs and my own energy and it's not going to be the same. So I, I, I'm really starting to see business in my own way and what works for me. I guess more of like an intuitive way. Like it's my own business. Let me do what feels good to me because I know that the results are going to be very unique based on my energy and my frequency and all of that. Yeah. And it sounds like you're kind of using like the, I don't know if it's your latest passion, but like kind of where, where your, your heart is guiding you next. You're using that as kind of the next phase of your business. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. Well, how much percentage of your business is coaching versus your course versus membership now? So I would say my biggest percentage is my membership. Okay. Then it's my course and then the the one-on-ones. I, I'm, I'm really passionate about group programs and group coaching. So that's, that's where I thrive the most. Again, 
I had to like get clear on like what, not just what's selling and what people want, but what do I want? What, what do I thrive on? And group coaching is definitely the one. So I absolutely love my membership, super active in my membership. And then my group, um, my group programs as well. Okay. Well, maybe if I could be the guinea pig or kind of like a proxy for anyone listening to this, and let's just say that like, I'm the person I'm thinking about taking the leap, becoming an entrepreneur, making some type of big change, you know, to whether it's pursuing something I'm passionate about or just a new, you know, means of financial success. What are, and I know it's going to be much bigger than this. You can't solve a problem in a two minute conversation, but like, where do you get kind of get started if you're coaching someone? So the first step is truly to understand, okay, what are you passionate about? Like, what does your soul actually want? Like, why did you come here to earth? What is your purpose? So that would be number one. Once you have that information, then it's how can we turn this into a business? What do you have? Like, why you? It's really, I always go back to like, why me? Why? Again, there are so many coaches out there. So what makes me unique? Why me? Obviously, you have to solve a problem. So what is the problem that you are solving for people? What problem do they have? What do they struggle with? If you are a coach, then it's most likely going to be something that you have also struggled with. Not all the time, but if feel like that's what I've seen the most, because again, it what is what connects you to, to your client and what makes you understand this person. So understanding your journey, how far you've come, what have you done to get there? What makes you unique? Why you? And like, why do people need to work with you? And what problem are you solving? I feel like once you have deep understanding of that, you're good to go. Like you can at least create a membership or something to get started. And the more that you do it, that's when clarity is going to come. Again, I would have never guessed that I was going to be doing a money mindset course, but it was through the action that I took. Some people feel like, oh, let me wait for clarity to come so I can get started. In my opinion, it's the other way around. You have to get started so clarity can come. Because when you're in it, when you're doing it, that's when you're going to realize, okay, this works, this doesn't. I like this. I don't like this. And you're going to adjust according to that. But to get started, definitely know what problem you're solving and why you. Amazing. I guess take us like, let's kind of just fast forward to now. Um, Like what has changed for you as a result of kind of taking this leap? Um, moving from your comfort zone of, you know, nutrition coaching to you're really taking this big entrepreneurial leap. Like how is your life different today? Oh my gosh, so much different because I have grown so much as a person thanks to my business. So again, I started my business to help others, but it has really helped me as well to build my confidence, trust myself, to understand myself at a deeper level, to detach myself from external things. Again, your business becomes you in a way. It's really hard to detach from that business, but I like to see it. And I tell my my clients in the Money Mindset program, especially, it's like, think about Chanel, right? You walk into a Chanel store, you go looking for an amazing, beautiful purse and it's, you know, $2,000. The salesperson is not going to start begging you or giving you discounts. Oh no, please like buy these, blah, blah, right? Like they're very detached 
from the purse, from maybe even the company. So business, that's what business is about. It's like learning and detaching yourself from your services, from your products and knowing that this is the value of this thing, even if it's just my time that I'm charging for, because that's, that's the difficult part is that there's not a physical product that I'm charging for. I'm charging for my time. So it's really learning to value yourself, your own time and detaching yourself from that service and also having uh, like very, very clear boundaries. And it has really helped me to value and protect my own energy like I had never done before. So it has, it has completely changed my life in so many, in so many positive ways. And I will definitely not be the same person if I hadn't started my business. Yeah, I think it's, I, I'll probably misattribute the quote. I think it's maybe Zig Ziglar. I love how he talks about, um, you know, to be, when you become a successful person, like the success and the finance are like they're one thing but it's the person that you actually have to become to achieve yeah. that success is really the true reward and again horribly misquoted look it up uh, if you're no, interested but, but it is true it's it, and it's true to any accomplishment uh, i always tell everyone we, we think that we're chasing something but what we're truly chasing is who we're becoming who we become by the end of it and the feeling behind the thing that we're chasing we think that we want more money and we chase more clients but it's the actual feeling that it will give me that sense of accomplishment, the feeling of feeling good enough. And like, you know, I made it. That's what we're actually going after. For sure. For sure. Well, for anyone out there who's listening to this content um, and is intrigued by what it is you have to offer, interested in your membership, what's the best way to kind of get in touch with you? Absolutely. So social media at Glowlistica, all social media platforms pretty much in glowlistica.com is my website. That's where you can also find the membership and all my services and how to get in touch with me. I love it. Amanda, this has been uh, a really fun conversation. I love how, again, like I think we talked about probably in terms of like the challenges, some of the most like real challenges that every entrepreneur faces, like out of any conversation that I've had. So really appreciate you kind of taking the time to to walk through that with us. But um, I guess kind of just, just moving on, like and to wrap things up, any final thoughts on like what you would share with anyone who's listening, um, like kind of... If you could summarize it, uh, you got your your minutes on stage, like who's considering taking this leap. Okay. Well, first, the first thing that I will say is that if you have a desire, it's for a reason. God, the universe, whatever you want to believe in will never give you a desire that you don't have the power to manifest. So if it's showing up, if it keeps, if it's keeping you up all night, it's for a reason. It's because you have been chosen to be the person who actually executes these. So definitely do not doubt yourself. I know it's easier said than done, really work on asking yourself those questions. Some people like to use affirmations. I actually like to question the affirmations. So instead of just saying, I can do this and building a business is easy or whatever affirmation you have, ask yourself the question, like, why am I the person who can do this? Like, what are the skills that you have? What are the character traits that you have that are going to help you in the hard times? And you know how I was saying that uh, those are the times that are going to make it or break it? visualize yourself going through the tough times. Like I don't just visualize the gains in my business and like the money and the clients and all the good things, but I actually visualize the hard days. Like how do I want to show up when it's hard? Because it will get hard and it is hard. Is it worth it? A thousand percent. Again, like what we were uh, talking about earlier, it will help you. Like you will become a totally different person and you will be so grateful that you did it and that you took the leap of faith 
It is something that you're never going to regret. I never regret becoming an entrepreneur. Has it been hard? Absolutely. But it's also very worth it. So really understand yourself at a deeper level, ask questions. Again, when the imposter syndrome comes up, identify the voice, create that awareness, question that voice. Where is this coming from? Where did I hear this? Was this something that maybe you picked up in childhood that your parents told you or that you learned in school? Maybe somebody said once in your lifetime, oh, you you suck at public speaking. Okay, where did I hear this? And now you feel like you cannot speak in front of the camera or whatever it is because you're not good at it. This is a decision that we make every single day. So where did I learn this? And remember that you have the power to change the belief, to change the story and to manifest whatever business you desire. So long answer for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you once again, Mena, for joining us on this and taking the time um, to share some of this uh, with all of our listeners. We really appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for everyone today. We look forward to seeing you all next time on the Kajabi Edge podcast.